Yeah, I thought we could riff on it and be like, oh man, those those ignorant racists. And instead it was just like extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Yep. Extremely uncomfortable. We got a lot more of these too. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you mean we? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying we gotta... Shit. I'm not saying we gotta watch them or anything. No, I mean, what do you mean we that? have a lot more? You bought these. <laughs> I, I, I did. I bought the Japanese stuff. <laughs> I was all about tentacle raping. You were like, let's look at some racist tunes. <laughs> I'm like, why did it call me tentacles? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I made... You know, uh, up until now, the only, like, super racist cartoons I'd actually sat through was, like, some of the old Bosco cartoons. And it's, that's, that's pretty flagrant. And, uh, of course, like, everybody's seen Little Black Sambo. I may have seen it. That That's the one where it's like, watch, watch out, that lion just loves dark meat. Oh, uh, yeah, the tigers that love dark meat. Yeah. yeah, okay, I've seen that. Yeah, so, like, everybody's seen that one. And so I was expecting stuff that's like outrageous like that. Oh, haha. Wow. They 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 sure did cross that line, but no, this was just awful. <laughs> yeah. This was just awful. Good god. Ooh, now the part where the black girl and the white girl were so scared they switched to <laughs> switch their races. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was, uh, that was something. So, how long is this episode going? Oh, <laughs> uh, 43 minutes. Really? We got, wow, we made it to 43 minutes. That's something. We did. Uh, so, uh, will we be touching on the subject again in the future, Komi? I don't think so. I don't think I got it in me. Well, well, well you've got, like, three more, say, like DVDs. Yeah, I do. If, if there's ever a point where we both discuss it and both agree that it's it's time to re-explore this topic, then we <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be open to it. But it's it's something where we've both got to agree to it. I just think it's funny. You're like, yeah, no, uh, no, I have a fill. I'm good. Um. <laughs> oh, so um, that was uh, that was uh, that was amazing right there. That was that was pretty wild. Uh, I I still really don't understand the the point of it. It's like it was like just like look at those amazing Negroes. Like well, like <laughs> <laughs> colored is as colored does. I, I I don't know really what was the point of the cartoon. Um, like who is it made for? I know you said like it's made for these people. Like, but you make a whole cartoon for them. Like just especially back in the time when these were primarily shown like before movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that's a lot of effort to put into one of those. But like, so uh, gonna uh, gonna go ahead and do another one of those Porky Pig cartoons. But how many Porky Pigs do we have? Well, we got three right now. Johnson's working on a fourth one, so I was gonna go ahead and do a fifth one. Well, uh, we're just, we're just working the Jigaboo cartoons. <laughs> well, we don't really have any of those. We're gonna we're focusing more on the like. You get your ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> you make me a damn Jigaboo cartoon. You hear me? Like, I mean, who, like, or did they just come in and it's like, okay, I got another one for you, Chief. All right, now, you got the old guy comes in, he's like, I'm gonna go on over to the store. And then you got the, the thing is like, no, no, you don't have to tell me anymore. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Johnson, you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> so, uh, did I tell you about the, the uh, World War II 
how to draw book that I found? Uh, I don't think so. I, I found and downloaded it online. Like, this, this was like a purely online thing. And it was from the 1940s. And it was stuff that they specifically sold in the PX for the soldiers to learn how to draw. To, like, help pass the time. And I was reading through it, and it was super interesting. And it was like, you know, oh, here's here's different inking techniques you can use. Here's the type of dip pins that are popular. Here's the type of brushes that are popular. Here's the best way to utilize India ink. Really cool stuff. And, like, it, it talked about, you know, basic construction, background and stuff. It's like, wow, this is pretty neat for coming from the 1940s. I really dig it. And then there was just an entire section on how to draw race. And, oh, my God. <laughs> It was like that, huh? It was, it was, it do be like that, yes. <laughs> Holy shit, it was like, to draw Jews, here's the features you emphasize on that. Wow. Be sure to give them a top hat and a money bag. Here's, <laughs> here's how to draw black people. You know, I think it's kind of funny that if you're going to draw, like, a Jewish character, you always draw them as, like, having lots of money and being a, <laughs> uh, being all misery and stuff, and, like, um, okay, yeah, that's racist, but, um, but I got all the money, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when you come to me for a loan, uh, so you can make your racist cartoon about me, let's see how far that goes. <laughs> Am I still all misery right now? I mean... <laughs> God bless America, that was bad. Ah, yeah. Um, That was bad. Well, so, um, that was a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. This was a huge part of, uh, of animation history. Uh, Yeah, and, um, I'm glad it's not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it still exists in some fashions, but I'm glad it's not the, the, uh, the mainstream. Yeah, that it's, like, not, not this heavy-handed. And, you know, we, we've talked about it. Like, we, we both agree that, like, you know, there's certain things like some of the old Looney Tunes cartoons or, like, Speedy Gonzales or something or some of the old Tom and Jerry cartoons that we don't necessarily think should be censored yeah, just to change history. But then, you know, stuff like this, it's like, there's not really a lot of history to show people there. But I, I still think that it's important for these things to be restored because it's, it's so, I'm not sure, did I, did I talk, use this analogy uh, back in the, the last time we, we did it, the... Uh, the Inglorious Bastards? I think so. That sounds familiar. But that's the thing. You can't, <clears throat> you can't just, by, by pretending that it doesn't exist and locking it away or destroying it because say, okay, well, we don't want to be known for that. Well, you don't have to be known for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's seeing like, so, so, uh, Let's just take it this way, and I know some people may be like, yeah, it's not really, really a great analogy, but I think in some ways it is because we were talking about racism, right? And, yeah, yeah. and that, which is take, for example, someone like a, let's say like a Simon Wiesenthal, right? Okay. So here's a guy that was um, a Jewish guy that was uh, locked in, uh, in a uh, concentration camp, you know, subjected to all kinds of horrors, had to, you know, watch people around him be, you know, brutalized and everything else. You know, is rescued, escaped. I think it was rescued. And then he makes it his 
you know, his purpose is to hunt down these people or help mm-hmm. hunt down these people and bring them to justice. Yeah, yeah. Not for them to be, you know, to hunt them down and kill, you know, vigilante style kill them, but to bring them to justice. And the whole purpose of it was so that people know what they did. Yeah. Because yeah. they're living amongst people who don't know them and they know them as being like really nice people and this and that. You know, I would trust them to, you know, do X. And they don't know really who these people are, who they were. And the reason I, I'm using him as an example is because He's not known for the guy who was in a, that survived a concentration camp. Yeah. He's known as the guy who helped hunt down these people and bring them to justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter necessarily your past. It's what you're doing now to to define yourself. Right. right. Now, if you did some shit like this, then you may have to atone for it. Now, granted, back in the day, though, this was kind of acceptable. And you may not have really, like, you may have thought this kind of stuff was funny. You may have drawn it. And you may have had some really close black friends. Mm-hmm. But you didn't really probably consider yourself a racist. Right, right. Because it was just kind of acceptable. Because, it, yeah, it was just such the norm. Um, but you also probably never never discussed it with your black friends because you didn't <laughs> think it was anything that needed to be discussed. Yeah. And you may have not even noticed, like, you know, hey, I don't understand why Tom and Louise were looking at me funny. Um, when I showed him the, you know, the our latest, my latest cartoon. Right, like, right. Yeah, you didn't understand that. And you probably never asked me, like, oh, well, you know. And then you, their wife says something like, you know, well, you know, sometimes these colored people just, you know, this, you never really know what's <laughs> going on with them. You know, sometimes they just get a little, you know, they just get a little funny about things, you know. Yeah. You know, you know probably because, you know, you just got that raise and, you know, and he's still working in the factory or something like that, you know. But it's like, yeah, I'm sure that probably bothers him, but not as much as, like, his quote unquote friend bring him over to his house to show him this new racist cartoon he made. Right, you know? right. But once you, if you are doing something like that, or once you recognize, oh shit, I did something like this. Yeah. You don't take it and destroy it and pretend like it never happened. You're like, yeah, I made this before I realized that, you know, that was wrong. Yeah. And then you're yeah. like, what do you mean you realize? Like, well, yeah, I realized because everyone around me, yeah. no one told me it was wrong. It's like, it's such a normalized thing for that time period. And like, we've talked about that, you know, you don't you don't see this kind of thing nearly as much in the comic industry, and there are some like super racist artists in the comic industry. Yeah, and you know we've we've talked a lot about the way um, J.R.J.R. draws black people. Yeah, the way he draws them now. Yeah, yeah, they especially, don't especially them like now. Kickass and stuff like that. Yeah, but you don't really see a ton of it, and it's interesting because like with uh, with some of the old Belgian comics like Asterix and Obelix, or like with Tintin, mm-hmm. they were pretty prone to that kind of thing, and uh, you know I. I don't think that the guys themselves really had necessarily that type of attitude as much as it was just, you know, this this was just accepted practice of this is how you draw that thing. Right. And, you know, that doesn't make it okay, but, um, you know, that was, that was just, you know, that's what you do. And, like, you know, go, going back to the, uh, to the World War II book, it's like, that's just, you know, hey, you want to learn how to draw? You know, here, here's your resource. This, this is what it says. Well... <laughs> Want to draw a black guy? This is how it says to do it. Now, sure, for that, since you're talking World War II, I'm sure they had depictions of how to draw like Chinese people mm-hmm. or Japanese people. Yep. Japanese people. They had yep. like the buck, big round heads, the buck teeth, the glasses, the right. braid. Yeah, I mean, it was it was all there, and it just like it, it was such a it was such a jarring shift in the tone of the book where it was like, good lord, wow, <laughs> you know this this was like a pretty a pretty solid resource up until this point, but now holy shit, man. Yeah. Thank you. Like, well, I'm not going to be using any of those ideas. 
And I, I well, you want to say that I don't think that JRJR is racist. No, no, I wouldn't think and so. I, and I know that because I've been told this once before, and I didn't agree with it then. I mean, I kind of agree with it. Oh, not agree. I kind of understand, but I still don't agree with it. Which is when you're drawing a, a book and you're drawing characters, the colorist doesn't know how to color them, and you're not laying out each individual person like this right, person's white, right. this person's this, this person's that. So they go off of the facial features. Mm-hmm. So. But the problem is that if you don't draw facial features um, exaggerated, then you just assume everybody's white. Hmm. I can see that, I guess. Well, think about it, though. So if 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 you're going to break it down and say, okay, if you're going to look at a a character that is supposed to be Asian, Mm -hmm. how are you going to make them look Asian in in your drawing? I mean, it would have to be with the eyes, right? Okay. So, so let's say that they are uh, Native American. Mm-hmm. Cheekbones. And probably long hair. Yeah. Long Braids, hair. maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe something with both of them, you may do something a little bit with their clothing, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like you ex- you exaggerate certain features. That way they, they recognize, okay, that's an Asian person. That's this person. And then same thing with the, with the black people. I, I can kind of see that, yeah. I, I guess it's just like it's there's a difference between doing it in a way that's like, I'm work. I'm you know. I'm working off of what I see, versus like I'm I'm exaggerating to be an insulting prick. Right. But even that though still comes across as being like I don't like it. Like I still I don't like it even still. Like I like ah oh, that feels that feels bad to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I see that and I'm like there there has to be a better way of doing that of expressing that other than you know. Other than that, and I think that it's one of the things where, especially for, I'm going to say this for JRJR, and I don't know this for a fact, but his style has changed a lot from from his early 80s stuff mm-hmm. um, to when he was doing Iron Man with Bob Layton. And I think maybe a lot of that, is, anybody that knows anything about comic book art knows that your anchor makes a big difference in how Huge. your work looks. Yeah. And we've talked about it a lot. So not knowing when during the Iron Man period, who was doing the, the breakdowns, who was doing the finishes, you know, who's doing the pencils, who's doing the inks. Um, but I, I think it's, I, I feel like there's more Bob Layton influence on those books than there is the JR. Mm-hmm. But then you go into like his X-Men stuff. His X-Men stuff is somewhat in line with his work now. It's like some of the same kind of, uh, line, like uh, line styles and like and figure movements. Yeah, yeah. But not as much. Uh, and his characters weren't as his his facial features weren't as um polarizing, let's say. Yeah, yeah. But then I heard that he also broke his wrist horribly, and I think he had to learn how to draw with his with his left hand. Really? Wow. And God, that's always been my big fear. And so, um, so you also see now a change in like the. His characters look to me; they look a little more stilted. Yeah, they don't have yeah. as much fluidity in them. And then you also, I look at the black characters, and their facial features are much more pronounced in in a stereotypical fashion. I think because and also he draws, I think, fairly fast too. So yeah, yeah, you know, straight. drawing in a different way, you know, or having to teach us to draw in a different way. It may not be that he's drawing with a different hand; it's just that like he they didn't have the the flexibility yeah, in his arm anymore. Yeah. 
So He's probably having to work with his shoulder a lot more, which, you know, is great for gestures, but not fine details. And that's also when I, when he shows anybody like flying, like if you look at the way he used to have characters flying before, mm-hmm. they had a more dynamic pose. Now they're more these kind of hunched over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, the elbows down at the side, the, the yeah. fists out. Yep. And I the, know the pose. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's this kind of like a, uh, maybe like a 160 degree like angle like this that mm-hmm. they're at. Yep. Um, which always looks to me like they're like flying and trying to take a shit at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but if so, but if you're, if you're limited into like your, you can't get into like fine details mm-hmm. of different things, then maybe that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make it right. And I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just, I'm just kind of breaking it down from what I believe I know from what I've heard. So, right, right. and that may be why I still don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think it'd be a little bit iffy for people to like it, but I, I think. But I don't think he needs. I don't think he's a racist. I don't think he needs that of him. And I don't like. I don't gravitate towards his art. Um, and part of it is because I just don't like that depiction. I don't want to right, look at right. that, regardless of your reasons why. Right, I don't right. want to look at it. But then it's an art thing. It's subjective. So I don't have to like it. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to look at it. Uh, but I'm also not condemning the guy for it either. Right. So. Right. Anyway, it's, it's just, you know, it's the thing. Well, you know, I, I think there's a big difference between acknowledging that it's like, you know, this is just, you know, basically what we've culturally developed our art into. Is that, you know, the the only visual shorthand we have is to do certain things that aren't necessarily kosher. Versus, you know, versus some of these racial tunes. <laughs> Like, like, there's there's a real difference between saying, you know, hey, the 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 best way for me to convey to you, my reader, with my my black and white art book here, is that this is an Asian character, is to do this, versus, you know, oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this guy looking like Jinx from Pokemon because that's the easiest way for me. Ah, oh, jeez. Imagine, imagine if Jinx and uh, was it Mr. Popo like had a baby. <laughs> oh my god. So I I can't I, I can't work around Mr. Popo. He's uh no. he's he's clearly super racist. Now Jinx Jinx represented a very uh you know, everybody said that Jinx was blackface and I don't believe that. I, I think Jinx was a very specific subculture in Japan of of chicks who would dye their hair blonde and use lots of spray tan. Really? And if you look at them, and, and yeah, they would use like bright pink lipstick. If you look at them, they look a lot like Jinx. I think that's what Jinx was making fun of. I think I think it's making fun of a very, very specific otaku sect in Japan. I don't think that they were really thinking, oh, let's let's really get those those black people with this. But uh, yeah, Mr. Popo, no, just super racist. <laughs> yes, there's no getting around Mr. Popo. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Super racist. Ah, uh, so, um... Yeah, have you seen Christian cosplay Mr. Popo? I think you have. You know, I... I'm pretty sure we were watching one of the Christian videos, and that, that popped up in the sidebar, and you were like, was he in fucking blackface? <laughs> you know, when it comes to Christian, like, I see stuff, and then I immediately try to ignore that I saw, I forget that I saw it. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, so but, but getting back to what I was saying, is like, you know, you... you you acknowledge you did something and you move on. And, mm-hmm. and I think for me, I respect somebody more when they tell me that this is the way I used to think. Yeah. Or this is the way I used to behave. Um, and now I don't need more because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, it, to me, it shows, it shows an understanding. Um, 
and it shows a growth in a person. Mm-hmm. Even 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 just I mean, not even on the same level, but even like the whole story I tell about uh, about ben, Bill Sienkiewicz when I was like, yeah, I stopped reading New Mutants when you took over because your art style was so jarring to me mm-hmm. that I couldn't get into it. Yeah, but as yeah. I grew up and I matured and I went back and looked at, it, I was like, this art style is amazing. Yeah, this yeah. you're an amazing artist. And even though he doesn't know that I stopped reading his book, he didn't. I mean, he he probably still didn't even remember that he even met me. Right. 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 To me, it was important that that I kind of I said that because. In in my mind, he was always like a horrible artist, right? Right. Because I never I never grew up, or I, I it took me so long to grow up or to mature to to recognize that. Yeah, yeah. And then when I did, I I felt that it was part of it was for me, but I think also was to kind of kind of say to him like people like not everybody who sells art immediately like loved it, mm-hmm. and some people had to grow to love it, but not grow to like accept it, like right, grow right. to love it. And that, you know, that you're, you're getting fans from all over, not just people that saw him like, wow, that's amazing. Or like, I was a fan of your stuff from Moon Knight back when you drew like Neil Adams, right, you know, right. to, to now. And, and so it's just like if someone came to you and like came, you know, brought one of your books and, you know, like people say, like they read it like, oh, they like this aspect of it. And they come to you as like, I love the subtlety in this, and you're right, like, right. You're like well, my work has no subtlety. Huh? But th- my work has no subtlety, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your work has subtlety. Um, <laughs> what's what's the one? Um, uh, uh, whatever in Ollie, um, uh, Chandler and Ollie, Chandler and Ollie. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that on the surface outside, once you get through like the like that that weird um, well not weird, but that that sudden like turn. <laughs> But when you go back and you and you read the book uh, again, or you think about it, it, it was, there's that there's that thing in there that this it, it's a subtlety of like of fear of loss. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that you don't immediately get. Glad you picked up on that, man. <laughs> um, which which is kind of which is kind of weird. Not to give away when the you know it's a mini comic, but not to get anything away from it. But it's kind of weird how people take that that things like I'm so afraid of of losing you. Um, that if I think that I am going to lose you, I'd rather kill you mm-hmm. than lose you to somebody else. Like I'd rather just not have you at all than to have some let someone else take you. But either way, I'm still losing you. Yep. Like yep. so, really, what does it matter? Like what does it matter if if you go to someone else or if you're just gone completely? You're still out of my life. I still can't have you back. So like, why is it more satisfying? If no one can have you, mm-hmm. then because again, for me, you're still gone, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, and that that was that was where that last line in the book came from. Of, uh, Damn it, Chandler, you're so selfish. Because mm-hmm. uh, the the seeds for that was actually planted like years ago when I was witnessing a really bad breakup, and th- thankfully it wasn't like one of my breakups. Although I've had some pretty hairy breakups in the past. <laughs> But uh, it was it was just like seeing that from a distance and just thinking like, man, you were like, you're so mad at this person, the the you know, yeah. It it just seems both self destructive and destructive to the other person when it doesn't need to be, mm-hmm. and so like that that was that was eating away in the back of my skull for a long time before I finally drew that comic. So when someone comes to you and they like, and they see the subtlety in it, and uh, and they and they tell you about it, it's like. It's the same appreciation yeah. as somebody else, but I mean, it's, it, but it's like they appreciate it for a different reason, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that means more. So, but but anyway, so going back to it, it's like it's that 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 growth 
And when someone shows or tells me something or they say, oh, yeah, I used to be this way and now I'm not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it shows that growth and maturity. It, it not only makes me appreciate that more because they, I feel like they are they can kind of help other people to grow. But it also tells me that that person is open to growth in, in other ways, too. Right. You know? right. So and so I'm thinking like, you know, like, OK, well, you know, if, if she's if she's changing and she has that kind of like growth and maturity and she's still open to change eventually anal i don't know but <laughs> so but yeah so i i just think they should destroy this stuff i just think they need to they recognize it explain you know the deal behind it yeah yeah and because when you hide it and then someone finds out, it makes it a lot worse and it makes yeah. it harder for people to believe that you've changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this. We talked about this with the Disney episodes. Oh, yeah. That it's like, you know, stop stop pretending like this wasn't you. Mm-hmm. You know, stop 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 acting like, oh, you know, the I never did that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, just, just say, you know, hey, I, I was an ignorant person at that time and I am making steps to improve myself. Right. And just fucking move on with it. Like, you know, you don't you don't have to linger on it. But, you know, people people kind of need to see historically where we were coming from. I completely agree. Now that that said, it's not like I would, you know, show these cartoons at a party. <laughs> sure you wouldn't. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Now you you know if I'm gonna show videos at a party, it's gonna be like Mike and Melissa. Mike and Melissa. Oh God, yeah. yeah. You, would, you would show Mike and Melissa at a party. I would party. absolutely show Mike and Melissa at a party. Oh God. Yeah, you would show Mike and Melissa at a party. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but I I know you would. And people would get so mad. <laughs> of course. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, what God. is the shit? Mike and Melissa. Yeah. I remember I so I I gave somebody a link to Mike and Melissa because we because of our episode. And yeah. I was like, well, you can watch it here, and then I never heard from him again. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that that's that's how it is, man. Yeah, I I have not heard from them since then. I just need to reach out to them because I realized that I have something of theirs that I didn't know I still had that I know they want. Um, you, you might as well just accept that it's yours now. <laughs> No, it's actually been mine for way too long. And that's why I was like, no, I didn't realize I still had this. So I need to make sure I get it to him. But anyway, yeah. Wow, Mike and Melissa, that's a way to go there. You know, so, so far, when I showed you, you've been bitter about it for years. And you also block because you never remember it until I start to jog your memory. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the good thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, Grace, when I showed her, she had pretty much the same reaction I did of like, I absolutely love this. One year for my birthday, she actually did uh, a Sonichu and Melissa poster drawing for me. Wow. Which I've still got. Absolutely love it. And uh, and then there's people like Camelot where I was like, I started to show him. And we got through like the opening credits where he was microwaving the, the ramen. He was like, nope, not watching this. I was like, <laughs> dude, it's 10 minutes. He's like, nope, not going to happen. I'm not doing this. Because of, was it because of the microwave ramen? Well, it was because of the art and oh. the animation. And, you know, I, I think he stuck around long enough for, like, Mike to howl into the mirror and everybody to go, shut up! And he was like, nope, nope, not doing this. So, 
And no, we we've got to we've got to wrap this up. But we do. We I, do. I think it's funny. Well, I how think this is going to be like a little micro episode, honestly. I think it's funny how you will do things to me, and you think it's funny. <laughs> but then when I do things back to you, you're like, "Why would you do that to me? <laughs> Why?" And the thing is, you know what it always comes back to. No matter what it is, no matter whether it's Mike and Melissa or if, you know, whatever it is that you've shown me, you know what it always comes back to? Hmm. You got the touch! As much as I love the touch, right? And, and I can listen to Stan Bush and I, I can sing that in my mind. I hear and I see Stan Bush, right? What you did was you pushed Chris Chan right up underneath Stan Bush, which means that you push Mark Wahlberg down. So I don't go from Stan Bush to Mark Wahlberg, right? I go from Stan Bush to Chris Chan to Mark Wahlberg. And I would never be able to get that out of my head now. It's so good. <laughs> so well, since I'm speaking of it, Toy Galaxy did their episode. I was telling you about, um, yeah. about the Transformers movie. Really good. So if you guys have never um, watched Toy Galaxy on YouTube, really good channel if you like toys and animation stuff. And they do the history of different things. But they did the history and the story behind the, you know, failed what well, failed as far as the, at the time, uh, Transformers uh, uh, animated movie from mm-hmm. the 80s. And he, every once in a while, like as he was talking and everything, he would insert just a little bit of that clip of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you got the touch! <laughs> and it was, it was beautiful. Oh, that's like, oh, awesome. That's, that's fantastic. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, um, I, I always go back to that. I'm like, I'm like, you, you started off I, like, you, you, you broke any kind of trust I could have had in you. <laughs> Right with that, but like, wait, that's like, why would you do like you, you know that? And that that's my cross to bear. Um, no, that's my cross to bear now. <laughs> yeah, back back when uh, back when I was still talking to over to him, I, I showed him and Camelot that, and, <laughs> and like about halfway through the song, he was like, "Wait a minute, is this guy special? I don't want to make fun <laughs> of a retard." I was like, "No, no, he's fine." <laughs> After the video, I was like, I mean, he's got high-functioning autism. <laughs> yeah. You know, the only thing I can think of, you say, no, no, he's fine. It's just cutting in that clip from Evil Dead 2 where Ash reached through the mirror and is like, <laughs> you just watched a video of this guy seeing the worst rendition of the touch. Does that sound fine? <laughs> so good. All right, so I'm done here, man. I'm yeah, done here. Yeah, I'm done here with, with racist cartoons and apologizing <laughs> for shit and uh, and Chris Chan apologizing for Chris Chan and any any, any anything that, that that in between. Uh, I I think that we can actually make this a uh, a podcast. Honestly, I mean, it might technically be a micro episode, but I mean, we've we've talked for about thirty minutes on this. Okay, so it would be a uh, a like a follow up to the the racist cartoon. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, this was um, this was special. This was special. Um, I, I take full responsibility for it. You don't have to feel bad about uh, Doom Asylum now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate that this was the thing that that, that exonerated <laughs> me from Doom Asylum was overly racist cartoons. Like, but but Doom Asylum was so bad. I don't think anything else, as short of like a snuff film, probably could have done it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, Grandma, no. <laughs> You know, like, Island of Dr. Moreau is, 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 like, our official floor, I think. But that was just boring. 
And, like, the worst thing a movie can be is boring. And Women's Prison Massacre, I do have to share part of the blame with you because, <laughs> you know, but it, in my defense, though, it looked like it was going to be a lot better than it was. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll readily take the blame for that. Um, so, but yeah, um. I'll fully take the blame for Strip to Kill, too. No, Strip to Kill and Strip to Kill, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I did, as a matter of fact, want to see both of those. But so. I liked those. <laughs> Uh, the first one was better. It was, yeah. The second one was really bad. Yeah, they 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 try to make it too avant garde and hit the boobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Killer workout. I'll take full credit for. Oh, killer workout was the best. Killer workout was the shit. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if there's anything that I did wrong that I would take the credit. I mean, take the blame for. <laughs> uh, America three thousand. Um, I, I like how they used to be the floor. That that, uh, that was the floor for a really brief window. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, yellow hair in the Fortress of Gold. Yellow hair, I didn't hate. It was pretty bad, but I didn't hate it. Like I, I can see rewatching that. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, it wasn't wasn't Phoenix the Warrior. Um, no, I liked Phoenix the Warrior. It was uh, God, what was? It was one of those other ones that we watched that was just. It was that weird one where the guy started killing his friends with the retard. What was that shit? That was like. That was the one that we just ended and was like, what the hell did we just watch? The one where the guy started killing his friends? Yeah. Hmm. He was like chasing him down in the truck. Is it the one where, where the, the the girls picked the guy up the and and um, took him to the carnival no, and he got killed on the, on the train tracks, the baseball? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what that one was either, because that, yeah, that was, was that really shit? bad. But but his friends started going all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, though. Yeah, for, like, no reason. Yeah. It, there was, like, no explanation to it. And it, it has some, like, really kind of dark name. Because he was a member of a motorcycle gang who were like, yeah, we're staying out of this. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was bad. Um, uh, see, I'm trying to think of what else that we watched that was, that it can... Um, there was that one with the Chinese hopping vampires that we got about 10 minutes into and we were like, you know, we can't do anything uh, with this. I, I, will, I will take the blame for Cannibal Mercenary. Cannibal Mercenary? Okay. That, that, was, was, that was a rough one. That was rough. Yeah. That one was really rough. So I would definitely take the blame for Cannibal Mercenary. Yeah, that, that was definitely a rough one. You know what's, what's, what's even worse about that is that uh, every once in a while, uh, since I, like, I uh, marked them as, uh, as favorites yeah, to, like, yeah. to be in a, in a playlist... And I'll go out there, and they will end up updating the um, like the thumbnail or the movie poster images. Yeah. And so they've updated the movie poster image for that one, <laughs> and and now it looks really cool. Like before, it looked actually now it looks really cool. Um, okay, who what the children? Um, the children. That was yours. That was mine. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. you totally picked that one. Now the visitor. I'm not sure which of us picked the visitor. I don't either. Um, but that was bad. Visitor was horrible. I think the visitor was one we mutually agreed on. That could be. And was like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I consent if you do. And then about halfway through, we realized just how god-awful it really was. A Model by Day, that was mine. Model by Day. I liked Model by Day. Oh, it was, it was, it was so 90s. It was cheesy as fuck, but I really liked it. Slipping in the Darkness, that was the one. That was it. Slipping in the Darkness. God, that was awful. That was bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll fully blame you for that. Uh, I well, have... no, I picked it because it said retard. In the description. Oh, okay. That's right. So I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> I have to take the I have to take responsibility for um for all of the Hammer House of Horror because I'm yep. the one who started that. Because you introduced us to that, I would still not know that existed if not for you. I think I have to take the blame for Night Killer as well. Uh I think so. But 
Night Killer? Oh, yeah, that was someone that opened with the rape. Oh, no, there was no rape. It was just a killing. That's true. I thought I thought she got raped and survived, yeah. or am I thinking of a different one? Oh, oh, yeah, well, right, 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 right. Oh, um, no, that that wasn't Night. Killer. No, that was that was Night Killer because she does because they because she ends up cutting the killer's face, but then the neighbor like um the neighbor finds her and um and saves her life from the killer. Yeah, and then and then turns out it was him this whole time, right? And then somewhere along the way. And like Doctor Strange was like, hey, Kit had grabbed her and like was uh, trying to help her out. <laughs> and, and then somewhere along the way, the the girl gets the mask, and then she just becomes the the killer. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, uh, Ghost Warrior. That was that was bad, and it was kind of boring, but yeah. it was still fun watch. It was a fun watch, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot of I feel like I have to take responsibility for. Uh, wow, Evils of the Night, you remember that one? Evils of the Night, yeah, that was the one with uh, Ginger from yeah. Aliens Island. Yeah, that was the one that like shot its entire wad right away. Yeah, it did. It with was the... like yeah, tits and ass everywhere. Yeah, and then was they it... were just like dressed like prudes the whole rest of the movie. Was it Victoria Paris or I trying to think of the the the, the girl that that. That, um, the girl that has sex with the guy in the house that you keep thinking they're going to die and then they don't. Yeah, yeah. And she was a, she was some, like, adult film actress, um, uh. What, what, I mean, it was a really early Let's Watch. What was that one? The Spy Who? What, what was it one of oh, the Spy? Was... We, we never actually posted that. Didn't we? No. No, we didn't show Cleavage Field. We didn't show that one either. I'm uh, pretty sure we did. I think we did. This is the, um. I th- I'm almost positive we posted that. Spy who shagged me? No, because that's Austin Powers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was the spy who sexed me. Spy who sexed me. I don't think we posted that. Uh, maybe it never made YouTube. I'm I'm almost. I'm I know looking, I edited it. <laughs> I'm looking at, at our our episodes right now. Um, Hell of Living yeah. Dead. I think we both have to take responsibility for that one. Yeah, Hell of Living Dead was pretty good though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. That was the movie. The movie that took us uh, like forever to finally realize. Oh, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Now, City of the Living Dead, that one was good. City of the Living Dead was the one that ended really weirdly because they destroyed the original film reel, right? No, that's Hell of the Living Dead. That's right. City of the Living Dead is the one that has a satisfying eye gouging uh, thing at the end with, yeah, the, with the chick. Yeah. The chick that was in... Um, the cute chick. Yeah, the one that was in the... the uh, oh, shit. What is the name of that horrible-ass movie? We're way off the rails right now. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, the Bronx Executioner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I like City of the Living Dead. I actually, well, actually, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Hell is, is first and City is second. Because yeah. maybe Hell is the one that takes place in the in the jungles. Um, yeah, yeah. And the because, City is the one that takes place in the city. Yeah, because City was the one that ended with the fog. And the, like we, we saw with uh, Leroy Strongfeet. Yeah. Yeah. And she just screams for no reason. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a look here. Um... So starting off, we had America 3000, Anaconda, uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, Barbed Wire, Bruce Lee and the Chinese Gods, <laughs> Congo, um, Eves of the Night, uh, see, uh, Fort Fairlane, Ghost Warrior, Hurricane Heist, Justice League, Legion of Iron. Legion of Iron was good. I like Legion it was, of Iron. It was bad, but it was good. Uh, Malibu Express, 
Mike and Melissa, Mutant Hunt, Phoenix the Warrior, Robot Holocaust with, St- with Steely. I love Steely. Uh, <laughs> Stevie the Robot, yeah. Uh, the New Barbarians. I love the New Barbarians. That was fun. It's like, yeah, he looks like he's going to rape that guy. Oh, she's going to rape that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, vicious Lips. Oh, God. Vicious Lips is horrible. Vicious that one's on you. so bad. That one's yeah, on you. I, I picked that one because it, I, I, got a, I got a thing for punk chicks. And they were like, oh, punk rock band. And no. I put that on you. But but really, really, that's kind of my fault. Because um, because I uh, I picked it because I thought it was going to be really good. And I put it even in our watch list to begin with. <laughs> uh, Wild Thing. Woo, woo, woo. So that was a, that was season one. Uh, so I guess we didn't do the spy who sexed me. Wow. No, season two was Hell Living Dead, Yellow Hair, Dark Phoenix, Bronx Warriors, New Gladiators, The Visitor, Ninja Vengeance. Maybe a ninja. Maybe a ninja. Young Rebels. Rebels. <laughs> uh, the Bronx Executioner, City of the Living Dead, Escape from the Bronx, Model by Day, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Never Too Young to Die. That's a beautiful movie right there. Oh, I loved Never Too Young to Die. That was fun. Uh, Strip to Kill, Women's Praise Massacre, Picasso Trigger. Panther Squad, Firecracker, um, Robo War, uh, Cannibal Mercenary, Savage Beach, Land of Doom, Warlords of the 21st Century, Slipping in the Darkness, Night Killer, and Hollywood Cop. Wow, so yeah, we, we didn't do The Spy Who Sexed Me. I know we skipped Cleavage Field, but I didn't know we'd skipped The, the Spy Who Sexed Me. Yep. But that's because all we were talking about was the set pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Who would put a chair there? Yeah, yeah it just... And then the, the room, they had the bed right in the center of the room. Yeah. And there was like, it was like no TV, no phone, no alarm clock, like no nothing. It was a bed I, and like two small, like, you know, like fancy bookcases. Yeah. I had completely forgotten that, uh, that we'd skipped that one. And riding on the subway train in the middle of the night with nobody else on the subway or in the subway station. <laughs> guy, the guy that just shows up when she shows up, gets on the same train she does, gets off the same stop she does. And that once she's like, Hey, this guy might be following me. <laughs> It's only in the middle of the night. I'm only a female like, alone in the city. Like, no, there's nothing to worry have, about. Did we have any others like that besides the spy who sexed me in Cleavage Field? Did we watch the the ghost one? There was some like ghost haunting one? Or did we just watch that? We I think watched we just, that and we were gonna we were gonna do we one were on it. Let's watch but it. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't paranormal activity. No. It it that was the one where they started off with the, the girl goes to talk to the professor and he's getting like a blowjob under his yeah, desk. Yeah. But then like you can tell from the way that the, that his chair fits on the desk, there's no way anybody's head could be in his lap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> That's probably um if we go to uh, Tubi and go to like the full moon, it's probably out there in one of the full moon ones. Probably so. Yeah. 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 So. But I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> don't think we need to revisit that ever. Yeah, cleavage field uh, kind of uh, took all that out of me. Man, yeah. That was a bad movie. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this one up, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know what? It's uh, We've been recording for an hour and a half, so that was 45 minutes of Let's Watch and 45 minutes of podcast. I think we can make a full podcast out of this. Mm, I guess we did then. So, uh, yeah, this this has been uh, a Comey and Turk talk about racism in media. Yeah, and really bad movies that we did Let's Watches of. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which um, is typically pretty racist. Um, yeah. <laughs> so We don't plan again. for it to be that way. <laughs> it just works out that way all by itself. <laughs> Yep, uh, what, what we have discovered with the movies we watch is that there's usually a racial slur, or the word retard, or the bad gay slur. Yeah. Um, it's one of those three. If you get all three, then you get bingo, and uh, you get bonus points. Trifecta. 
six, you get egg roll. So, <laughs> all right. Well, my name is uh, Turk182. And I'm a Comey. And uh, thank you for listening to another one of our uh, podcasts. Um, I know we started off the uh, the racial cartoons like, you know, hey, if you can find this guy, yeah, if you can find him, buy something else. <laughs> don't don't get the racial cartoons. You, you can don't. get lots of better stuff from him. Um, he's, he's got movies. He's got shows. You can just skip over the racial tunes. Yeah, just, just, yeah. All right. Thank you all very much. And uh, a special thank you for the makers of Suntory Japanese Whiskey, Toki, uh, for, for getting me through this. Don't don't think I could have done that without whiskey. I did. <laughs> don't I know did. how you did it. I'm just used to it, man. <laughs> just used to it. Yeah. I, I, I block out a lot. <laughs> As Turk is that thousand yard stare. <laughs> I am. In a world of shit. They told me it'd be like this when we got back. <laughs> All I want to do is go to snack bar and get a grilled cheese. <laughs> Pine cones or grenades! <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>